This is an important prologue as it's going to set you up not just for the rest of this episode, but for the next two weeks of episodes. And it all started with a phone call from my friend, filmmaker, Rob Montague. Montague, one of my favorite last names of all time. Rob and I were having a deep conversation and we were talking about what it was like to grow up in the 80s and 90s as latchkey kids. You know, kids that had working parents or in our case, broken homes. And as kids, we spent a crazy amount of time watching movies and TV. And I told Rob that while that did suck, that I didn't know where I'd be without movies and TV. But Rob seemed a bit more cynical. I resisted and said, hey, look, Rob, growing up, I was a little dude with a Napoleon complex. That TV, the movie theater, Blockbuster, you know, watching all those movies at home by myself, that's where I learned, for example, the courage to pursue girls with confidence. Those 90s movies where the outsider or the underdog has to overcome all the odds and make a grand gesture of love to stand out from the pack and impress the girl he's trying to court. Rob paused and he said, yeah, but dude, if you really think about it, those movies were really creepy. Now I paused. Rob goes on. He says, for example, do you really think it's okay to show up unwanted to a girl's house with a boombox over your head blasting music outside her window? He's referencing the movie Say Anything and others of its ilk. And he goes on. He says, I mean, they brainwashed us to think that it's okay to disrespect women's boundaries. And I thought about it for a second and my stomach dropped because, frankly, I have, and I have to say, especially in my earlier years, I've always thought of myself as a romantic guy. I was the guy who made the grand gesture. I've given away necklaces, paintings. I, I've, I've broke out into monologues and soliloquies to express my affection. But am I really just a weirdo? And, and where is the line, you know? And was this desire to be like this my own, my own human nature, or... Am I just a product of 80s and 90s rom-coms and high school dramas? Today, I'm going to tell you a story about one of these moments that I've experienced, and I'll let you be the judge. And make sure and stay tuned after the story for the outro, as I'm briefly going to speak with Rob Montague, and we're going to preview what you can expect to hear from both a male and a female perspective on the following two episodes as we further break down this story and topic. So it's the summer between my freshman and my sophomore year in college, and I get this paid internship opportunity out in the Washington, D.C. area, specifically Crystal City, at a company called Antion. Couldn't pass it up. I'm in my early 20s, excited, first time out of Ohio, really like working and living. I jump at the chance. And in the first couple of weeks, the company does this really cool thing where they have these during-the-day young networking seminars, essentially, where they take interns like me. And they bring in other early career folks, years one to three, basically just a bunch of early 20s, late 20s professionals in one room, just talking to each other. It was really great. And as a young guy in college, I'm coming into my own. I'm, I'm interested in dating women. I'm looking around. You know what I'm saying? Not being weird, but just looking around, just looking, noticing the room. I'm reading the room. First few days go by, nothing, you know. Nothing comes my way. Next thing I know, they bring in a new group from across the, the street, the same company, just different building across the street. So they come in there. We're all settling in. I'll never forget. I'm sitting there having my coffee and I look across the room and there's this young lady who sits down and she looks exactly like 
Alicia Keys. I mean, exactly. No exaggeration. I have to do a triple take. I'm thinking, did they bring a guest speaker in? Do we got a guest musical performer? This is awesome. But the more I look, I realize this isn't Alicia Keys. She just resembles her almost identically. And as I'm looking her way, I notice she looks at me. And I kind of look away because I didn't want to look like I was staring. So I kind of look away. And then I look back at her and she's smiling at me. Oh, she's smiling at me. So I smile back and I kind of look away. Look back at her. She's smiling again. She waves. I look behind me to see if there's someone else she's waving to. I don't want to look like a jackass here. She's looking at me, smiling at me, waving at me. So I wave back. How you doing? You know, it was a great feeling. And as the meeting goes on, I'm thinking, you know what? This is, this girl is very attractive. I should, I should make a grand gesture here. Like I, I felt like, you know what? I've been Washington, D.C. I'm on my own. Why don't I ask this girl on a date? Ask her to coffee. So the meeting goes on. Don't get a chance to talk with her. And as soon as the meeting ends, everybody jumps up and there's a mad rush to the door. I'm like, no, I can't get to her. And she ends up hitting the first elevator down. And I'm standing in front of the elevator. She's gone, out of my life. I don't know if I'm ever going to see her again. So I start asking around. I'm like, hey, do you know this girl? You know this girl? You know her name? No one really knows. I'm thinking, do I just leave it at that? I don't know. Something in me said, just ask her for a cup of coffee. But how do I do it? See, we didn't have Facebook Back then, like on our phones, there wasn't a great way to look up someone. I mean, you really, using social media, that is, really, you could only ask if a, if a friend had their number or you just had to look them up on the internet, which is kind of even broad back then. But I knew she worked in the company, so I decided to take an extra step. Okay, don't judge me. I took an extra step, did some reconnaissance, went to my office, looked up the company website, and I started looking at the different departments, just seeing if I could find her. Didn't know her name. So I'm scrolling through. Luckily, she had been there, I think, a couple of years. And in one of the departments, they had her headshot in her bio and her name and her email. My heart's pounding. Do I do it? Well, I do. Write her an email. And I basically say, hey, I know this might come off as weird. If you don't want to return this, no worries. Just wanted to put it out there. I thought you were really pretty. And I wanted to ask you to a cup of coffee. Didn't get a chance to do it. Let me know if you're open to it. If not, no worries. I send it. Two hours later, she writes back. She says, yes, I'm fired up. Next day, I run across the street during lunchtime. We meet at this cafe. When I get there, I see that she's sitting outside with a friend. Smart, you know, just making sure it's, you know, I'm not a different guy or I'm not a weirdo or whatever. As soon as the friend and her see me, she waves her friend off and is like, we're good. We meet up and we have the cup of coffee. It was great. Mission accomplished for that day for that coffee because we tried a second date and we realized our personalities were way polar, totally different, didn't really have great conversation. And it's so funny because of how I felt just from that initial look, right? Like what just eye contact or someone's physicality does and you paint this picture and then you meet them and you're like, eh, they're okay. I'm sure she felt the same way. But here's the thing. My point is, it doesn't matter if it was just one coffee. I started thinking to myself when I had this conversation with Rob that I was telling you about, did I cross a line there? I don't think I did. I may have taken it up a notch, but it was mutual. More importantly, what informs mine and our strategy when we pursue people we're attracted to? And how much of that is us and how much of it comes from the way we were raised and the media we consumed? I look forward to unpacking this and more 
in the next couple weeks. Hey, it's Corey. Thanks for listening to the story today. To preview next week, here's a quick phone chat between Aaron and Rob Montague. And don't forget, the following week, I'll be weighing in on the subject. We want to hear your thoughts about today's story topic. Drop us a line and share your thoughts at 7msfeedback at gmail.com. That's the number 7msfeedback at gmail.com. Talk to you soon. Hey, what's up, man? Rob, hey. Um, so, did you hear the story? I did. It was great, dude. That's first of all, I appreciate it. And thanks for the inspiration for it, man. Uh, I'm crediting I mean, you with sort of like inspiring this whole three-part series. Well, I mean, it's something I've kind of given a lot of thought to for, for quite some time. And that's why I wanted to actually bring you in to next episode. So if you're cool with it, I wanted to sort of set this up. So um, basically when we talk, and for next Thursday's episode, it's going to feature seven minutes with you uh, to – because. I want, to pe- I want to give people an insight to like, what it's like to talk with you, by the way, but also just from a <laughs> phone call. So, so next, uh, and I know seven minutes compared to our long, like, hour-long conversation <laughs> is nothing. Yeah, we, but, we, we definitely go down some rabbit holes. That's <laughs> we do. So it'll be seven minutes with you next week to get the unique male perspective of this whole thing. And I'm going to focus on three questions that I wanted you to tackle. The first one is going to be, after hearing the seven-minute story, uh, from that, that people just heard today. Uh, do you think I acted like a creep? <laughs> Don't act. Do have to answer now. Just think about it. The second part I want you to think about is the grand romant, romantic gesture, you know, that's in these movies and that, that I've talked about. Is the grand romantic gesture something that's been with humans for all time? And when does it cross a line? Okay, that's the, sec- that's the second part. And then lastly, the third part, were 80s and 90s movies, uh, were they anti-TV from that time period? Was it harmful in how they, portray, in how they portrayed the pursuit of love? That's, well, that's the third part. I will have a lot to say about those subjects. I, I mean, we're going to try to condense it into seven minutes. So thanks, man. I really appreciate it. All right. No problem, Aaron. Talk, talk to you soon.